Black Educated and Broke is a weekly entertainment podcast where we mix hip hop headlines and all things ATL into the success of Black millennials and of Black culture. Hello, everybody. You're listening to Black Educated and Broke. It's your girl Randy. I have my boo Maya. I got my boo. I got Ron Ron, and I got Q in the building. And I'm all this energy. I'm trying to get it all out now because we're going to get into a very serious topic. Um, but I just want to start the show off by just saying thank you to everybody who wished me a happy birthday. Uh, thank you to everybody who came to the cabin. Thank you everybody who came out to hang out on Sunday. And thank you for all y'all who, who really text me individually and shout out to me, love. Thank you, Q. Thank you, Mike B. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Maya. Thank you, Zay. I appreciate all of y'all for doing that, okay? Aww. You know what I appreciate? I appreciate that Virgo season is over and it's Libra season. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's what Libra. I Woo-woo. Well, since Bay is Libra, I do love the Libra. Uh-huh. So, you know, yeah. y'all are right. I know you do, Randy. I do I love this Libra. I know. Uh-huh. I should have been a Libra. I almost was one, but you know. All right. I came a little earlier. But um, but the biggest thing I want to talk about today is that um, earlier this week, you guys seen all about it, um, the Breonna Taylor indictment, um, where it came out where the officers, only one officer was charged, and uh, it was for a... Um, a wantonly endangerment. Thank you very like one much. One of the bullets went through the apartment or something. Yeah, not just because of that. Well, that is what brought on the wantonly endangerment. Um... The whole situation is fucked up, and I know we got our family thing going, but this is this is complete BS. Uh, the once only endangerment essentially is for the bullet going through the apartment, but what is a little known fact is that that was a, a white family that that bullet went through their apartment, but also there was a black person who bullet went through their apartment, and they are not included in that at all. And what this is telling us is that the walls are more important than Breonna Taylor's life because no one was charged for actually killing her. That's exactly right. Like you said, so the officer that was charged because he fired, uh, he was fired by the, he was fired back in June. The officer who got the indictment, he was charged with three counts of like, I think first degree, like you said, once in endangerment for shooting into Taylor's apartment from outside, endangered the lives of three people in the apartment next door. But as you can see, all these protests we've had, uh, some, it started all Wednesday, because that's when the indictment came out. You know, we saw that a, a cop has gotten shot at. It's, it, but people are upset. People are upset because they feel like it is not enough. And from what, like he was explaining, that wanton endangerment, it's not even for specifically Breonna Taylor's home. It's for the, the apartments around, not even her. And so a lot of people are feeling like it should have been like a second degree murder at least, you know? And uh, That's a weak ass charge. That charge is one level above uh, being called hunting without a license. Really? Yeah, it's, it's bullshit. It complete bullshit. I didn't know it was that low. Uh, yeah. I know Ron was talking about in the group and you was getting fired up, dog. What was you going to say about it? I was going to say I'm not surprised. I mean, I when I was young, I remember Rodden King getting beat up on tape and like just one of them getting in trouble for like. Only one got in trouble for the Rodden King beating? Yeah, like he's only, it was only one dude that got in trouble for brutality. Like everybody else walked. So I'm not, I'm not shocked at all because the murder wasn't on tape and I'm sure they've had time to edit their stories and make it sound however they wanted to. I'm not shocked at all. I mean, look at how long it even took for anything to happen whatsoever. Bro. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm just sick and tired of, of this country telling us that our black lives ain't worth shit. Man. 
Mine. I didn't even know what the uh, Wu-Tan, what was it again? Wantonly. So that's, no, you know I how he know. come in and just shooting? That's wantonly and willfully. He's just doing anything. It's no directed target. He's just firing. Mm. W-A-N-T-O-N. Yeah, I didn't even know what that meant. So I was just like, okay, so obviously he's not getting indicted for murdering her. And then the other two cops not getting charged because they shot their guns after the boyfriend fired back. First of all, the boyfriend playing on self-defense. How are you just going to not shoot when somebody walking in your house shooting? And they got to stay in your ground law. Right. So I'm just like... Oh, wow. Yeah, so the whole thing got too many different holes in it for them to not charge them, you know, fully. But, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I don't really know all the whole situations right. and the stigmas and the ins and outs of it. And I'm not a judge. I can't really say who should be or who shouldn't be. However, as a human being and as a black woman in America, that's some bullshit. Excuse my French. Sorry, I'm working on my cousin. This is a family show. I know. I'm sorry, Randy. But it's some bullshit. No, it, it is. And that's like, you know, me and my dad, we had a lot. We were talking about it because it's like, if it happened as it says it happened, meaning like, okay, I, I can paint it like this. Let's say me, Maya, Q. We about to, I'm going to go rob a bank. I pick up Q. Q don't know. Q thinking, no, no. Me, my Q, we about to go, we about to go rob this dude to take something. We about to take some money, going to take some paraphernalia, whatever he got, right? Q doesn't know. Q thinking we just going over here to go pick up a stack, something to smoke, and that's it. But me and Maya, we go inside the house, and we actually fighting and tussling and something like that, and we come out, um, and... You know, we come out the door and then Q like, oh God, what's going on? And dude and the girl, whoever we're fighting, they try to shoot at us. We shoot back and kill them and we drive off. Okay. In that situation, okay, let's say now Q shot because they start shooting at the, they, he, he see shots. Brady, basically you're making me, and the, no, I'm not an accomplice. That's an accessory after the fact. But what? I, but, but I, I lost what I was trying to say because my whole thing was like, I can't get, if somebody's shooting at you and you shoot back, that's right. not standing your ground. You're not. They're gonna call you the That's, That's the caveat though, because it's a stand your ground. That's where it kind of get. But if it's but you're, does that apply when you're doing a no knock warrant? Like how you well, stand the your is, ground? The, the thing is about the warrant was initially it was approved for a no knock warrant. All right, but before they went, it was changed so to a knock and announce warrant. So oh. they they were supposed to knock police. Not police, but they sneaky. They try to say they announced themselves, or or they, they heard it, they but did. they did not announce themselves. Even though they had the word to go ahead and do a knock and announce, and on top of that, they were working on uh, this this drug ring that they thought was going on. Brianna Taylor's home was not even in the vicinity of the homes that was a part of it. The only her home to the other homes in a, a rundown community compared to her and our nicer community was the fact that her ex-boyfriend was tied to that who was already in custody mm -hmm. but let me ask already you, you, keep, you keep saying that if, let, let's say if it was a no not well then would it have been okay then like if no was, i mean according to their law yes they can do it no not uh search warrant but there is then there, there's the problem with the no knock because when you you at home, Randy. Somebody beating down your door, and you're a, 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 a CCW um, car carrying person. You're going to shoot. You're not thinking about that. So that's where stand your ground and, and uh, uh, the no knock kind of run into each other because mm -hmm. they have the right to shoot back because they're protecting their home. 
But you know Narcan puts not only you endangering your team, but it also puts the lives of the people inside in danger. Especially when your intel is incorrect. Right, Look at everything they did to try to clean it up. They tried to get an ex-boyfriend to say she had something to do with it. Yeah. yeah. That's what make it look weird. Like, why are you doing all of that? This is ridiculous, man. I don't know if y'all have watched, um, but there is a show on Hulu. I don't know if y'all got Hulu or somebody with a password, but watch it. It's called uh, New York Times Presents. And on each episode, they talk about something different. They got a really good documentary about this case on there, and it goes in depth and talks about. That's how I'm able to speak about it. Besides yeah, me doing my reading, but I've watched that documentary uh, a couple times, and they go in depth and tell how things happen, how the officer, the one who's being uh, indicted, how he's had over 20 complaints against him that are not mm -hmm. in his police file. All right, sexual assault from young ladies, different, a, a different things throughout the whole spectrum. Like, this is deeper than what they're trying to make it seem, and they are dead wrong for how they're doing this, bro. They were wrong for that. They had no business being there at all. Yeah. At all. Well, you know, this story will definitely continue. We've been seeing so many things. Um, we're gonna keep all the updates on our social media, guys. So again, follow us on Black Educated and Broke on Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter, check us out on BEB Podcast underscore ATL. We want, you, we want your opinion. We want to know your thoughts. We want you to weigh in. Do you feel like what should happen next? Like, you think, like what do you think the aftermath is going to be? And what do you think should be changed about it? So we want to hear what you think. Send it over. In the meantime, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's our Melanin News with Mike B, which has a lot more details and a lot of other things going on in the Black culture. If you want to hear about it, come right back to us here on Black Educated and Broke. Black Icons is strong. It's empowerment, it's leadership, it's me, it's the culture, I'm African American, my skin tone is brown, I have a son, he's African American, his skin tone is brown, I'm here to uplift, I'm here to inspire, I'm here to lead, you can follow us at Black Icons 83 on Facebook and Instagram. And right now we're working on the website, so anything you see on the page, you can shoot us a DM. And someone to get back to you within 24 hours. Shop Black Icons. I'm Mike Presley. No, I'm Mike B. And listen, for the latest in black news, melanin news, make sure you're listening to me on Black Educated and Broke. Alrighty, guys, we are back here on Black Educated and Broke. I know we was getting a little deep talking about the Breonna Taylor uh, updates about the officer indicted and people are feeling that, you know, the charges were just nowhere near than what they were deserved. And I was actually surprised because somebody from our newsroom pinged me and was like, this is not enough. And I'm like, oh, I agree. I'm glad you agree, too. <laughs> Mike probably going to do what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, but yeah, before that, Mike, Mike look, right, said your name is right time for you. He has our melanin news. I know you got a lot to cover, Mike. What's going on? Trying, trying to keep it simple. It's a heavy news week. Uh, I got a Mike's got something to say. And today is, you just can't root for everybody black. So let's get into the headlines. Whoop. This week wrapped up early voting for the special election for Georgia Congressman Congressional Seat 5. And that was held by the civil rights titan John Lewis since 1987. 
who has died July 17, 2020 from complications of pancreatic cancer. The special election is this Tuesday, September 29th. Seven candidates have thrown their name into the ring, including Barrington Martin II, the only millennial running in the special election, but also challenged the late incumbent in the 2020 Georgia Democratic primaries. The interim congressional representative will barely serve two months in D.C. Here's what Martin said he'll be ready to do in Washington. I will be the voice of the voiceless, giving full faith and confidence to all Americans in the power of return to the people. I will hold our government accountable for speaking truth to the political bureaucracy of both parties that has focused more on power than the progress of the American people. I will further the argument for universal health care as well as for universal guaranteed income. But more importantly, I will arrive to Capitol Hill with a bill entitled the John Lewis Amendment for Voting Rights that will make voting a part of our bill rights so that it can never be infringed upon again. This is a melanin news story during the summer, but officially, Uncle Ben's rice is now Ben's original. So according to CNN, it will hit the shelves in 2021, also without the infamous logo of the black man. The company has also committed to partnering with the National Urban League to donate $2 million to a scholarship fund for aspiring black chefs and will donate another $2.5 million to education programs and food access efforts within the community of Greenville, Mississippi, where the product has been manufactured for four decades. In Black Health, this is from thegrio.com, the National Medical Association, a group of black physicians has created a task force to independently vet COVID-19 drugs, vaccines, and government regulations amid the coronavirus pandemic. Their goal is to help address the suspicion in the black community about a vaccine, given the community's dark history of dangerous medical testing, such as the infamous Tuskegee experiment. This comes after two HBCU presidents, one from Dillard University and Xavier University, releasing a joint statement about their participation in a COVID-19 vaccine trial. Of course, alumni have expressed their disappointment on social media and on Wednesday, Chicago Bears Hall of Famer running back Gail Sayers passed away. Among many, he is considered one of the greatest running backs and Chicago Bears of all time, even with the short career due to injuries. In 1977, Sayers is on the one of the youngest players to be inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. He was only 34 years old at the time and only played seven seasons. Among businesses, he was also a philanthropist, working with several Chicago youth programs in his life. He was 77 years old. I spoke with Sir B. Terrell. He's a writer for the Windsider covering the WNBA playoffs to catch this conversation. Make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast platform. All right, y'all, this might be another Melanin News exclusive. Uh, so I spoke with brother B. Terrell, Sir B. Terrell, uh, is writer for the Windsider, the only site that exclusively covers the WNBA. My brother, welcome to this uh, Melanin News exclusive. Appreciate you. Appreciate you for having me. Hey, man, I, I follow you on Twitter, so I, I keep up with the WNBA. First things first, the Atlanta Dream. What what happened to my team? What happened to my girls, man? I, I just feel um, like nobody can beat the Dream, but that that's, that's not what the bubble was showing me. You know, the, bubble, the, the Dream, we're facing some challenges um, this particular season. Of course, um, it was a, it's a unique season, and um, 
you know, they came in, but they had a few opt-outs, um, Renee Montgomery and Tiffany Hayes, This was, and they had some trades. So this was really a brand new team. They only returned two players, and that was Monique Billings and Elizabeth Williams from okay. their previous um, season. And so they brought in some amazing people, some veterans, um, the Strickland and Glory Johnson, um, brought in, of course, um, uh, Hollywood Kennedy Carter, and you know it had Courtney Williams as well, who was a dynamic player. But you know they just really got off to a slow start because they had like right before the season they had some challenges themselves with injuries or with um, individuals having to sit out due to health related reasons. So they were playing with just about eight players, and so by the time they were really fully able to, to get up to speed, it was kind of like they were digging themselves out of a hole. But the thing that I really enjoy about the dream is that they showed so much promise as to what next season could look like. I know no one want to hear, not a lot of people like to hear, oh, well, you know, there's so much promise with this team. But when they were finally able to get their team healthy back towards the end of the season, you got a, a you have a great core with Benaja Laney, Courtney Williams, Elizabeth Williams, um, Kennedy Carter, of course. So I think going forward, the Dream are in a really good spot. And, you know, it, they're going to be an exciting and, a, and an aggressive team to watch in the future. Hey, I, I appreciate that. Go dream. So, uh, you know, if you if you yep. do follow the WNBA, you know the 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 Sparks are like the, the dominant team, like all the time. Everybody talk about the Los Angeles Sparks, but uh, they lost in the uh, playoffs to the Sun, and uh, right now it's a series between the Aces and the Sun. Like, what's your expectations? I really think that with that series, it's going to be interesting. Um, you have the Aces, of course, with the league MVP, Asia Wilson. You have veteran, former dream player, Andrew McCartry. Um, you got Derek Hamby, who's sixth woman of the year for the second year in a row. They are a team that really likes to pack it in the paint. They're not really that flashy three-point shooting team, but they attack the paint and they know how to score around the rim. Going against the Sun, who can be just as physical sometimes. They got DeWanda Bonner who can shoot the lights out. <laughs> Along with Jazz Thomas, like you saw in the first game, the Aces got blown out by 25 points. So, but um, I think a, what the Sun will have to do now, they're going to have to really rely on some of their younger players along with some of their other vets because Melissa Thomas got uh, suffered an injury, a uh, shoulder injury in game two. And of course, the Aces were able to um, hang on to that game and, and tie up the series. So how will they adjust without Alyssa Thomas possibly for the remaining of the series? We're not sure. Um, that's going to be interesting. I do think that the Aces are going to click, and I'm hope, I'm, I'm thinking that they're going to pull it out. They, you got Asia Wilson, the MVP. She doesn't want to lose, and, you know, she she wants to get her chance to go and fight for a WBA championship. All right, South Carolina zone. The Storm and the yeah. Lynx, man. Yeah. What you expecting out of them? Oh, okay. So th this is an interesting one. Game one with the Lynx, and it came down literally to the last second. Um, there was almost an overtime, but Nafisa Kalia, she was beasting. She kind of got the best of Brianna Stewart. 
quite a bit. But my thing is with the Storm, you have Sue Bird, who is like, I mean, Sue Bird has won three championships. She's won in college. She's won in the Olympics. She understands how to win. They returned a vast majority of their team also that was a part of that 2018 WNBA championship. So they know, the rest of the players know how to win, of course. They have former MVP in Stewie. You got Natasha Howard, who has really turned it on towards the end of the season after a slow start. So I feel like it, it's it, it, it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Can Nafisa Kalia and Demiris Dantas do what they need to do? And then they're going to really rely on their point guards to link. So that could be a really good matchup. I won't be surprised if that series goes to five games. I will not be surprised if they go to five games. I can't even call who I think will win. I think right. the experience of the storm will probably edge out the link. But I feel like it could go to five games, especially if Sylvia Files comes back. Okay. Well, but I'm going to wrap this up, man. I definitely appreciate you for coming. So the WNBA, uh, they have always been uh, th- those women have always been just just fighters, not only for social justice causes, but for equality. And with the current state of, of our country, and earlier this week, of course, the news uh, in the Brianna the Brianna Taylor murder. That's that's what it is. That's what I'm gonna call it. Um, how, how are players reacting? I see a lot of the players being, of course, all season long, and not even just this season. They've always been at the forefront of change and right. fighting for change. Um, and they've dedicated this ser- this this particular season in itself to the Say Her Name campaign. Right. And so far, the the responses that I've seen from players, they, they're just distraught. Mm-hmm. Um, some, unfortunately, expected this particular outcome because of the news that have been broken, you know, in regards to them um, enacting a state of emergency or in a curfew for the Louisville area. A lot of people knew that, okay, if this is going, if they're doing this, we're going to get some unfavorable news. Um, a lot of the players are distraught. It's like, in what world or where can a black woman or a black person in, in, in general exist and not feel like there is a target on the back? A lot of the women have been, they're heartbroken, they're confused, they're distraught. So I feel like those are going to be a lot of emotions to come out over the, as some people are shocked. So as they're able to really grasp exactly what has happened, um, I feel like we'll get to see more responses from them. But I know the, I think the general idea or the general feeling right now is like, wow, I can't believe that this has happened. This individual shot and murdered in her sleep, you know, and this is the, it's a complete lack of justice. Absolutely. Hey, we, we're going to continue to say her name. My brother, I appreciate you for joining me on Melanin News. Uh, like I said, I follow you on Twitter keeping me updated with the WNBA. I've, I've still heard about the dream, but I'm hey, I'm excited about next season, uh, just as I am about the Hawks, because you, you know they dog the Hawks out too, but hey, yeah. next, I'm, I'm ready for next season for both teams, but uh, go ahead and uh, plug the uh, Windsider, plug your social media so people know where to go. Alright, so um, you can follow me on both Instagram and Twitter at It's B Terrell, that's I-T-S-B T-E-R-R-E-L-L. That's on both Instagram and Twitter. And I write and do photography for both Made for the W as well as Windsider. You know Made for the W, you know we bring you all the good sneaker heat. So the exclusive um, sneaker culture that's Made for the W on Instagram and it's Windsider, W-I-N-S-I-D-E-R. 
And yeah, thank you for having me, man. Hey, my South Carolina brother, Sir B. Terrell. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. Maya, you got some Emmys? Oh, you going to talk to the me just like you that? <laughs> All right, we got to hit the black Emmys real quick. Who won? Who the black and who won? <laughs> Who's black and who won? Let's talk about Maya Rudolph. She won an Emmy for her skit on Saturday Night Live yes. for her impersonation of Kamala Harris. All right, all right. All right, we got Regina King and Yaha Abdul. I don't know how to, Mateen the second. I don't, I think I just butchered that, but Yaha, Yaya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll try again. We Girl. got it. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Watchman, the Watchman man. The Watchman, yeah. <laughs> the Watchman man, the Candy man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend's in love with him. I'm so sorry. I should know his name. Talk about him all the time. He won an Emmy for um, Watchman as well as Regina King. Eddie Murphy won for guest actor on the comedy series for uh, Saturday Night Live. And then my girl Zendaya, Zenslayer, my little sister. Zenslayer, I love it. Did you say uh, Dave Chappelle? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go ahead and say that, Chanel? No, say I mean, it. I, I, say, I it. say it, say it. Wrap it up. With Melanin News don't have that much time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I hit on Zendaya, because Zendaya, at 24 years old, is the youngest person in the category to win the um, best lead actress for a drama for her uh, work in Ru- as Rue in Euphoria. Yeah, that's only- so dope. Okay. It really is, and it's only her and... um. Oh my God! I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I don't know her. Her little sister. No, no. It was only her and How to Get Away with Murders. Ah, Viola Davis. There we go. Oh yeah, that's those yeah. are the only. They are the only two black women who have won in that category. So she made history, being the youngest person as well as the youngest black person to win that uh that title. And then Q was saying, Dave Chappelle, what did he win for? I don't know which category, but um, <laughs> I just watched a clip of him talking about pertinent information, and he had pulled his, showed his Emmy, and thanked everybody who was in the category. So that's, that was dope. Oh, now sticks and stones. Oh, yeah, that, that would make sense because he went up there, and uh, people did not like that, but he was still yeah, yeah. yeah he told the kids Yes, RuPaul won also for makeup for a reality show. He won two awards. And how did I forget freaking Ron, Ron Cephas Jones and Jasmine Cephas Jones, the father-daughter duo? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they won uh, Emmys that night as well. For uh, He won for This Is Us, and she won for Hashtag Free Rashawn, which is on Queeby. Yeah, I'm going to take you back. Yeah, that's uh, us ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no ice is. I know he played and paid it for it. I just never seen it. Oh yeah, well he's ice in that movie. See, at least I know the movie. Ha <laughs> yeah, ha. That's points. That's points. <laughs> so yes, those were the history makers. Those are the black people that won for the Emmys. Let's take it back to Mike. Appreciate you, Mike. I gotta wrap it up and shout out to uh, Regina King for uh, the Brianna Taylor, uh, the the wear man because we 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 just got through talking about it and uh, Regina King ties. Alfre Woodard, and they only have five Emmys, and that's just not enough for me. But appreciate you, Maya. Tyler Perry got that award, too. But follow me on Twitter, Mike B underscore news. I'm Mike B. This is your Melanin News Weekly right here on Black Educated and Broke. Do you 
business that needs a social media makeover? Or perhaps you just simply do not have the time to run your business and manage your social presence. Allow Randy O PNR to take the wheel. From posting content to engaging with customers, Randy O PNR will seamlessly handle all of your social media needs. For a list of all of their services, go to www.randyopnr.com or check them out on social media at Randy O PNR. Take the worrying out of posting and allow the experts at Randy O PNR to handle it for you. Hey everybody, it's Elise. It's Majesty with Evopia. When I'm not building affordable housing or impacting the community and looking to catch up on what's trending in the street. Black, educated, and broke is the only show I'm listening to. Alrighty, we are back here on Black, Educated, and Baroque. I know a very heavy first segment there, but of course the Breonna Taylor indictment, we had to get into it, guys. Again, you can follow more on this story on what's going on by following us on our social media pages at Black, Educated, and Broke, and on Twitter, BEB Podcast underscore ATL. So before I took the break, I had gave a teaser about some Black excellence, you know, at an Atlanta Black Power couple, mm-hmm, Majesty and Elise. I gave you a little teaser, but I'm gonna let Mike be and Maya, since they kind of are the ones that brought this uh, team together with us. Tell us what happened, Maya and, and uh, Mike B. You want me to go, Mike? Go ahead, Maya. Maya, okay. Maya runs the digital team that day. <laughs> <laughs> I was a one-man band that day. So I saw them on the shade room and I was like, okay, I'm not usually on the shade room like that. So I was like, okay, I see two black people and it says real estate. Let me click and see what they talking about. So I saw it and I read it. Then it said Atlanta. I was like, oh, share the group because this is us in the ATL. And Randy was like, post it, post it now. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So next thing I know, Mike is commenting, asking what is this exactly? And then I'm not sure who runs the Majesty Elise page, but y'all commented back. I was like, oop, they commented back. And Mike was like, oop. (laughs) I got red. They said, said, you don't have to do no digging. I was like, right, man, well, let's hit them up. And long story short, here they are. Boom. <laughs> Boom. So, so, so hey, I want to get, I want to say welcome. I really thank you because it was funny. I like, I like that because what it showed me because me being a person who has a business where I manage social media properties, right? And the thing is when you, when somebody comments on your page or tags you, it's all about being quick, fast, you know, accurate, like, hey, I'm here, I'm available, let's talk about my business. So I was like, yeah, I, I, they're, they're aggressive about what they're doing. They're trying to get it out there. So I'm like, that's the kind of energy that I look for and that we need. So I appreciate that personally. I do too, because I honestly didn't expect them to reply at all. Yeah. So thank you for being here. And, and, and we want to say thank you guys for having us on here. Right. This is super dope. Like, we, you know, like the way you guys come together and, oh, my, my daughter is right here. She, oh, that's okay. Yeah, she's okay. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah this is super this is super dope i had no idea it was this setup but this is a great surprise um or whatnot and yeah we definitely wanted to make sure that we reach back out immediately when our people interact with us specifically because we want to let you guys know we're here and we're we're we're, we're a, a family you feel what i'm saying like we're you you're us like we feel the same emotions and everything you're feeling right now um even we have different areas that we have skill sets in, but that don't change anything. You know what I mean? So we like to interact with our people um, or whatnot and just, just deal with problems head on and, and, and topics. Okay. So if I can go ahead and get it top of getting one with the first thing, just, you know, Majesty and Elise. So Majesty is you, good sir. Elise yes. is your beautiful wife, yes? Yes, that's correct. Okay. 
All right, so just the, because I'm going to get into Eve, how do I say Eve-topia? Eve-topia. Evolution and Utopia. Oh, Evopia. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, yeah. Everybody that's listening, remember that Evopia, Evopia, because we're going to talk about it, get it in your brain, Evopia. But before Evopia, there was Majesty and Elise. So tell us a little bit about your background, how you guys kind of came to, and a little bit how you got to where you are, if you can answer all that. So basically, I moved from Nashville to Atlanta a few years ago, and I met my now husband on Tinder. Hey! Um, yeah, I, yep. it was. We both swipe right, and uh, we went on our first date. And Is that how you do it? Swipe right. Let me write that down. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we went on our first date, and we've been inseparable since. Um, I came down here actually for a marketing job at a company out in Buckhead, and um, he was uh, in cryptocurrency business at the time. And so uh, eventually I left my corporate job and joined my now husband in business. Um, and we've had um, success together since. Well, I want to add a piece there because. Right, she made it so perfect. Tell it like it is, Madison. She made it so cute with a little bow. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, she's making it sound like we just met and just flew off. Into, there, there, there was a lot of of grinding and like that we grinded our, our way through it together. And what she didn't say was, as far as the, I did have a Bitcoin business, which was doing tremendous, but regulations caught pushed me out of it so mm -hmm. and that that's what we were going through at the time like when she came in so like she came in at a time when i was having challenges in my business you, you if, if if that if that yes. makes more sense give more it does. right so if, yes. you see what i'm saying and we built like we were well, one we i had to get out of that business in general because of the regulations unfortunately as a black man i have a a past and that doesn't help out a lot with a lot of things so there's some you, you see what i'm saying um but anyway i got into real estate at that point um by by way of a, of a and i was actually fired from that job that i came relocated come yeah. on keeping it real on black educated and broke <laughs> all the way funky she, she was and that's that's more story to that too she wasn't fired in this forget season. them folks that's forget that. them folks they want y'all yeah. back now i'm sure <laughs> mm -hmm. but anyway my point is we got into real estate or whatnot together um at ground zero i'm talking about nothing we both you basically mm -hmm. starting over so i just wanted to make that clear and then so we built from there and don't get me wrong, we have had a, a good amount of success, but it's because of the work that we put in. We work 16 hour days, um, you know, for next to nothing so that we can get information and knowledge from mentors and things like that. And that's how we were able to position ourselves. So there was a, a strong ground period where we dealt without and we, we, we sacrificed, you know, wants and things like that so that we could build to the point that we could become uh, property owners. So I just wanted to add some, you know, <laughs> clarity. Mm -hmm. Some context. Yes, please. <laughs> but literally, um, so like the week before we uh, started interacting on Instagram, we had this story um, out of uh, South Georgia, outside of Macon, 
uh, about the um, the area down there with the I think it was 19 black families that came together, yeah. and like and then the next week when uh, Maya sent us this story, uh, of course you know the couple this couple brought 1,000 black people together to build an affordable community in Atlanta, and literally that that is a huge topic here, affordable housing among among many uh, predominantly black cities, but. Um, I mean, just 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 talk about it, because uh, I we that's what people want to know. They want to yes. know when well, I, is this going to happen. Everything. I got you. I'll, I'll give you a little bit more background than that, so you can even understand how we got to that point, right? Um, or whatnot. But we got into real estate initially. We were uh, locating properties for investment firms and for investors. Okay. That's that's what we were doing. So we weren't initially the buyers of these properties. We were mm-hmm. in the middle. We're like scouts almost. We go find a property. They tell us what they want, and we go find a property. We found out that typically what they wanted was in the hood, you know, like that's what that's what we started mm-hmm. seeing a pattern of. It was like, oh, OK, so you just want us to go into the hood and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, set these deals up for you. And we also saw what they were doing. So when right. we kind of caught on to that, a green light went off. We had enough information in order to do this ourselves. And that's exactly what we did. And since we were locating properties uh, for them, we already knew how to find, you know, good deals. Um, so that's, we were like, all right, we'll push the, the middleman out the way and go directly to the source, but not just do that. We'll also make sure that we uh, deal with our people our as people. far as the the, the, the the fixed up house. And keep yeah. the community. <laughs> yeah, because they yeah. pushing them out. Yeah. Move and break houses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we y'all, y'all see what I did there? The break. Okay, don't worry. I, I got you. <laughs> I got you, bro. But yeah, but so anyway, we 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 were uh, focused on houses at the time, and we realized that the need was way more significant than buying houses and renovating them could ever possibly solve. So that made us move to commercial real estate uh, as far as bigger properties like hotels, yeah. um, office buildings and things like that or, or whatnot as a solution because there's just too many people to assist um, right. or whatnot to go after houses. And then we run into roadblocks there as well, even though, you know, it's a it's a much better solution than just houses. So we're doing houses and commercial properties in that sense. And we're doing this actively now is one thing too we uh, that I want to make sure that you guys understand. We do own mm-hmm. property all, all around Atlanta, and we also already have a transitional program uh, that is ran through a nonprofit that houses these people. So we're actively housing families right now. Mm. And some of these families also work within our company. Right. So, you know, I want to make that clear because people are asking like, when are you gonna, and I'm like, we've been doing this for years. Right. You know, so so this is not new. Now the concept mm-hmm. of the storage container homes, that is newer um, or whatnot. And right. that came about after the pandemic started because now the need is even more significant. Right. Uh, people don't have jobs. I mean, you guys know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, the, so now there's actually more homeless people than there were before and people facing homelessness and people are still being evicted right now. That's one thing right. too. Uh, that, that, that stuff Trump did, it didn't necessarily stop evictions um, or whatnot. So people are still getting evicted. 
and, and we're working with uh, organizations like United Way, Atlanta Mission. We're working with the big boys and they're calling and saying, we need, we need more, we need more, we need more, we need more. Like we got too many people that need housing. So that's what got us to the storage container situation because we think that it's a great solution uh, as far as uh, uh, renewable or uh, recyclable uh, materials, uh, as far mm -hmm. as the storage containers, they're just sitting all around the world in different areas, just, just collecting dust. Um, also, the uh, the price point of them. We're able to, yeah, we're able to build these out um, or whatnot for under fifty thousand um, dollars. Installed uh, solar energy um, and wow. the goal is to make it total solar because right. um, it's a smaller space. And don't get me wrong, you do have to sacrifice space in order to solve this 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 problem. But right. I'll be honest with you, a lot of space that we had was just uh, uh, extra anyway. Like, I mean, how many cars do you need? How many right. pairs of J's do you need? Right. How many, you know, phones do you need? All, all of that. So <laughs> we have to dial down in, in order to really uh, provide a solution, you know, for, for our people that's viable. And so, especially when you're coming from, for instance, you guys are in and from Atlanta. When you're coming from a tent city living underneath the interstate, mm -hmm. you know, now you have a room, a bed, a kitchen all of these things, it's definitely um, upward mobility. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, well, let me, let me, let me, we're gonna jump in real quick and we're gonna take a quick break because they are getting into it. I see we've already kind of merged into <laughs> Evopia, okay? So, um, for those who are listening, we are sitting here with Majesty and Elise and they're letting us know about pretty much how they took real estate to another level for people of color. So, if you wanna hear about how you can be a part of this wonderful uh, thing that they're doing and how you can invest, they did talk about investing about being in a membership, a part of it. You gotta keep listening. So come right back here now on Black Educated and Broke. Shh, I'm listening to Black Educated and Broke. Even ordained. <laughs> okay, God put his hands on y'all. Uh-huh, I heard what Maya just said. Yeah, you're listening to Black Educated and Broke here. We were talking with Majesty and Elise, and like um, on the break, we were asking them kind of specifics um, about how they kind of got it going on some things. And to make a short story short, a long story short and what i admire is pretty much a man meets a woman on a dating app which you know i love this because that's how i met my boo mm -hmm. oh instagram <laughs> Trey Flexman. so anyway but <laughs> you know i like that you found each other there you know you found each other when you both were trying to rebuild right you rebuild together the young lady stepped out on faith and followed the man the man said to print get a deal hey but you got to bring my lady on and then i got a whole empire talk about black love and excellence <laughs> All the snaps, okay? So and, um, before we took the break, we were really getting more to match Stanley's business, which is um, their, their project more so, Evopia, e right? I said, right? Evopia, <laughs> like evolution in utopia, alrighty? And so if you guys can make a plan for our listeners, what plainly is Evopia? Okay, well, Evopia, like on paper, is actually a 501c3 nonprofit member organization. That's actually what it is. Um, and we, you know, our paperwork is filed. Anybody can see it as public information. Um, the goal of Evopia was to bring together our people to uh, not only discuss, but to actually take action on things that will be solutions for our community. Um, it, it, we just wanted to create a like-minded uh, situation where we could all come together and lend our skills and our um, networks and things like that. Kind of just, you know, uh, join forces or whatnot. 
So we weren't aware of anything that existed like that already. I mean, we do have like Urban League and you do have like NAACP, but honestly, they kind of have moved more to like a corporate um, type vibe. Like they're not really actively Mm -hmm. in the the streets like that, you know, like anymore. Like maybe they were like that, but it seems like they got kind of, and I I hope I'm not being disrespectful, but a little whitewashed or whatnot. And, And we need something that's a little bit more grassroots. So that was our goal. Um, with Evolpia, it was kind of really what's going on right here, right now. Like this, this, this right here is pretty dope. You know, like talking with uh, uh, different minds in different places. You know, among the coach and discussing solutions. Okay, okay. so now Let's talk about the. Oh, go ahead, Mai. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, I was gonna segue over to the Push Nation. They were talking about Evolpia. So, when it comes to the Push Nation, how are they? You know, different or how are they similar? What are the both? What are the two main goals when it comes to? That's true. Well, Push Nation is actually also a 501c3 yeah. nonprofit, uh, but we created that one separately to uh, be specific to initiatives as far as community service. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, so we that's where we have our food bank. That's where we have our transitional housing program. That's where we have everything where we're actually giving to, to the, the community. community. Mm. To the community in the form of PUSH, which right. stands for Persist Until Success Happens. Mm. Mm. There we go. <laughs> Persist. Yeah, I like that. Jesse didn't think of that one. I like that. <laughs> Dope. Well, and uh, the sake of dead air, I wanted to ask a question or more so a comment. I went on your Instagram page and I saw like the homes and you don't expect to see that kind of design and modern living in inside of uh, one of those cargo containers. And do you guys outsource the designing or is that you doing that? Well, we we actually um, have <laughs> one of our little babies running around, but <laughs> we, we we have four kids, by the way. So oh, man, y'all have definitely four. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, uh, we actually are in construction ourselves from our recent, you know, experience. We've been flipping houses. Uh, doing right. deals with partners and things like that from before. So we already have those those contacts. But we recently, actually after the pandemic, we decided to acquire a, a construction company, a bigger one, so that we could grow. We try to we try to do the same things that we see Bezos and Elon Musk and those do. Mm-hmm. When they want to grow, they acquire a business, and they it, because you can grow quick more quickly that way than trying yeah. to start from ground zero. So that mm-hmm. allowed us to be able to kind of expand um, what we're able to do. And now we have a full-time um, project manager, you know, with, with 30, 40 years of experience. And now we have a construction crew and we have tools and we have equipment. Warehouse. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, a warehouse and everything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So we're actually able to build these uh, containers on site at our warehouse. And we're a- actively building a model right now in at Atlanta. Warehouse. Our warehouse is in on Fulton Industrial. So, so we anytime y'all want to come through, feel we, free. We're actually having. Uh, are y'all around the corner from me? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're having a grand opening on October first, and so I'd love to. Okay. Invite yes. all of you guys. Yeah. Thank and, you. Absolutely. I just want to go, go about. Too. I'm sorry, Mike. You want to go ahead? Go ahead. Go ahead. How does Mike, one? I'm going go, back to the website. Go about acquiring like a business and then 
Yeah, so when I think about things like I've, or I've worked, yeah, I've I've had jobs where like a lot of people don't know when you work enterprise, once you become branch manager, that is essentially your business. All right. So I didn't have to run business and I know that I get paid off my bottom line after I've paid all my employees and my expenses. But how does one go about acquiring a business that's already established and then you have to pay project managers, construction crews and all of that? Like, talk to us about that. Well, you know, that, that, and that can be a whole segment by itself, but I'll do my best to kind of to kind of run through it. But at, at the end of the day, it's all about sales. It's all about cold calling, I guess you could say in a sense. Mm. You identify what you want and then you go after that. It's almost like if you see a female that you're interested in, or, or I say female, because typically the male is the one that's, um you know, pursuing, but it can go both ways. It's similar to that. Um, when you identify a business that you're interested in, you basically go to, you, and, 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 you, and there's ways you can do this, find the information, there's the internet now. Uh, reach out to that to that uh, business and basically let them know that you're interested and, and ask them if they're open to listening to an offer. Um, most people aren't gonna say no to that. You, you know, they're at least gonna have the conversation and to have that conversation, they have to give you their financials um, or whatnot on, on the business. So what you're doing is buying the business at a discount. Um, or whatnot to what they're actually earning. Like a lot of businesses right now are doing anywhere between about three to five times earnings. Um, and, I, and I don't want to get too technical, but you know how much they're making, they make giving three to five times uh, 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 in, in acquisition, in a, in a purchase price on the property. But you may be able to make 10 times more than that with some changes that you implement. So it's, it's more about structuring the deal and, and you approach that person. Like you identify, I see something, it's like, oh, okay, that company right there looks good. Or more so you let someone know that you're in the business for, I don't know, a jewelry company um, or whatnot. And they may have the, uh, the contacts for that. Lawyers are good for that as well. There's merger and acquisition uh, lawyers. Um, and that's who you probably will want to go to if you didn't want to necessarily just go to them directly. What I wanted to ask about, you have seen a revival one c you know, you said, I, I get it, you're making that very plain. And I want to know if, you know, starting a nonprofit, like, and you have a business, is it best to start the nonprofit first, then the business, or should you have the business and make it a nonprofit? Like, how does that really go? I would, I would really have to know a lot more about your strategy to, to really tell you truthfully uh, what would be best in that situation. But I mean, like, just, how did y'all do, too, as well? I'm sorry. As well, like, what did y'all do first? Did y'all blend them together? Oh, our businesses were already yeah. going first, yeah. and I was gonna say that I would honestly say that that would be what I recommend for most people, unless you have a special situation, because it funds mm -hmm. the nonprofit. Because the nonprofit is not gonna fund itself. Yeah. Initially. Like we 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 fund the nonprofit. You see what I'm saying? Like when we're doing giving out food in the community. That's us putting our personal money into the nonprofit. Okay. We donated that money, and now do you see what I'm saying? Like yes. so, until you kind of get it going um, or whatnot, you got to get your 501c3 status, which sometimes mm -hmm. takes people up to 12 months yep. um, or whatnot. And, and there's there's some ways to get that done quicker, which we could, you know. Uh, we'll talk about that off air because I would love to know that. <laughs> yeah, and 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 also uh, once you uh, start can can go for grants but they like to see that you're already doing something. Um, right. So right. they can put money into something that's right. already going. So I would say the business first for that reason, generate some income, some profits, and then put that mm -hmm. into the profit. I want to talk about the initiatives. I mean, it, it's 10 initiatives when you go to the website. And I mean, 
those initiatives that's what we talk about in the community that's that's what we want we want the best in education we want to be at the seat when it comes to politics i mean just just uh financial stability uh amongst our people but how how can people join the membership how can they join well, <laughs> I see you brought it right on up. Um, I brought it right on on for you guys. Let's get into it. Well, okay. uh, they basically can sign up on the website, and right. that will give them access to our online platform. Um, and the online platform is like a a, a simplified version of maybe like a Facebook um, mm -hmm. or whatnot. So you'll see other members on there uh, mm -hmm. and, or, or whatnot, and it's completely free to sign up. Um, or whatnot and the initiatives, yes, they're very important. And we kind of, um, you know, spoke with other people in the community and saw that these are the things that were most important, but we mm -hmm. also saw these were the things where we were lacking because we're expecting other cultures and other situations to give this to us right. when we need to take control of these things and, and, and more so kind of grab them, like like take them and, and demand them, you know, you know, in that sense. And we can do so as a collective because we have plenty of money circulating within our community. We just got to redirect, you know, into the places that matter, like education. Right now, I, I, I'm I very concerned about the education system um, across the country. Like, you know, the, what's happening there, our kids are being left behind slowly. Mm -hmm. A lot of them kids don't even have computers, right. you know, right. and they worried about their lunches and it, cause that's something else we do. Like we're involved with other nonprofits to get these kids lunches but and stuff. where does education stem from donating? Zoning. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. census. Goes back to real estate. And real estate, That's all of that. All of that goes in there. Yeah. <laughs> Right. That's why the, the the places with um, that's why some of the more higher end areas, let's take Gwinnett County for instance, they want their kids in school because that's a part of the money and the funding. Mm -hmm. The better the funding, the better the education, which gets them to the next level. Yes, sir. Exactly. But, um, Absolutely. And then look at these chapters. I mean, spread or not, Atlanta, Baton Rouge, Miami, Cleveland, DC. And let you guys know that um, we are at 3,000 members now. Yeah. Yes. I posted that, that we were at 1,000, now we're at 3,000. How long have you guys been in business? How long has it been going on? In, when you were in business, in, in how long has Evopia been going on? Oh, we started Evopia uh, around. I was it was it it was either around the pandemic or something. It was it was this year. It was this year. Okay. We 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 saw we saw what was going on before, and we've always been in affordable housing. So we wanted to run something parallel for our people mm -hmm. to bring us together beforehand. And then the pandemic was like, okay, it's now or never. Somebody mm -hmm. has to do something. That's yeah. the thing. We all have to take action mm -hmm. in some way. It's no longer enough to just comment or post something like you got to actually create something that creates some type of tangibles in our in our community so we just that was our way of doing that and, and you know it's kind of taking off so you know we're, we're happy that people are like-minded and getting involved and we also mm. noticed around that time that there was a lot of censorship going on in social yep. media on facebook and instagram a lot of people i i guess the, the, the quote-unquote woke uh individuals <laughs> that a lot of people follow for your real news um were being muted, you know, they they can't go live. When we did lives with yep. other people, like there was a lot of interference with Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so it 
was imperative that we started this independent platform for us to come together and communicate with each other without that, you know, interference or without the watchdogs. Yeah, and I wanted to add something as well. Um, and I guess we can call it an exclusive or something, but we actually were in the background having an app developed by a black developer um, or whatnot. And that app is going to go live and let's, I say maybe a week or two. And this is absolutely free for members once again. Um, but it will have live streaming capabilities uh, that has Zoom embedded into it. So we could actually be doing this on the Evopia app. Oh, awesome. So that, that's going to be launching soon and everybody will have access to it. But it's more about us being able to have conversations like this where we don't have some random white person coming in saying, yeah. you know, y'all, you, you, you feel what I'm saying? Like, so we yeah. can alone, you know, and talk about some real solutions without having to feel like uh, Black Lives Matter, this, that. We, don't wanna, we just want to talk amongst ourselves. So that's mm-hmm. going live in about a week or two. An app, it'll be available on Android and on uh, uh, iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. Register. Let me go register. Yeah. It's free to register. And I guess what I just want to make sure that I'm understanding. So overall, you guys, uh, you you offer people to get affordable housing. It's pretty much. And so if they're, if they're interested, they go on the website, they register. Now the membership, what is this? What are you paying for this membership for? What are you getting access to have? Well, one, you're not paying. The membership is There's free. There's no membership. At, none of the memberships cost. No, no, no. With everything's free. No, we make our money in real estate, and then we and then we come back and give it to the community. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. I don't oh, know yeah. if it was clear oh, for yeah. everybody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. That's yes. why we don't charge for anything because we're blessed. I, you know, we work yes. hard. Like we're good over right. here in real estate. We make we do good deals. You see what I'm saying? And then we yeah. come back mm-hmm. to the community and say, all right, here, this this is how we give back to the community. That's that's my personal form of tithing or, or, or whatnot. Yes. So, like, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's so it's it's like. almost like if people wanted to be. This time I'm trying to understand it too to make it plain. Like if they're on section eight. It's like that, but it's like, but the government is not over it. It is like you're at, you got your business, you're helping doing the same thing, but you're giving it for free, you're not charging them anything like that well, no the, the, no i'm sorry the people that are reside in the properties they definitely pay to yeah, reside in the properties they typically have their have their uh payments subsidized yes by, like, okay, by, like, some, by some organization the government something like okay. that so they're usually not paying that much if they're paying anything um or whatnot and also we keep the rates at what's called the affordable housing rate means 30 percent of the median income of that area or under so we right. maintain all of our our rates under that oh, to make good. sure that you know they can have they can have some extra money mm-hmm. to do the things that they need to do, and then we offer the extra programs to help them through different things um, or whatnot. Like our, our our case manager helps them through some life problems and things like that, parenting classes, all financial that. literacy, yeah, all that, training, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. No, no extra charge. No, that's through the nonprofit. With the affordable housing, are you guys? You say you're working with uh, United Way, so the uh, it's another organization. I know they're helping with a lot of people, just trying to get people in homes because they lost their homes uh, during the pandemic because they they couldn't afford to pay rent. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And, and there's a lot of okay. like that right now. Uh, one is uh, another one is uh, Hope Foundation. Uh, they're yes, doing, a, they're doing okay. some things for people right now, but a lot of those situations, unfortunately, are temporary. Uh, for example, right. Hope, Hope Foundation oh, will put you like in a hotel or something, but it's like for 30 days. Um, so you have to figure it out within 30 days, and then they're pushing you out mm. um, or whatnot. So we, our program is actually for a year. 
and that's to work okay. with you to get your thing. We, I'm talking about credit repair. You know what I mean? And then that year mm -hmm. gives you also that uh, uh, when you go to apply for somewhere, you can say you have residence the, the residency. You. And, you and get, they, they'll call our and company like and that. say, hey, did they, yeah, yeah they lived here. They were a yep. great, you know, tenant. Um, so you, you see what I'm saying? Like we set them up yeah. and move to the next, to the next level. That's how you Excellent. look out for your people. That's, right. that's what we all about, man. I, I know it's it, a lot of times it, it, it can come off, especially with the fakes and with the people that aren't that way. Mm -hmm. It can come off like you, and I, and I, 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 I never want to speak uh, ill on our people, but we are deathly serious about what we do. We notice that it's a it's a tribe. We can't be successful or have peace without you also having success or peace. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you know what I mean. Like we can all eat. Like it's, it doesn't have to be that way um, or whatnot. So that's how we're thinking. It's like a collective situation. We lift each other up. That's that's where we are. Okay. See, as I watched y'all clap back at Mike from our Instagram page, <laughs> I was sitting there. I was sitting there looking All like either they are for I real. They have to be. They for real are shooking and jiving, but they get the Mike the business. I, I they told me they said they said hey, you hey, don't hey. have to do no digging. I said, yeah, I was I said oh, they for real. Look, I come from a marketing background. Okay, marketing, communications, journalism. Yeah, that's I, I do. You know, that's my thing. So I, I, I watched the comments. I was like, who is this? I was like, I know this isn't somebody who claims to be a journalist. Yeah. Not doing, you know, journalism. Doing research. Like, oh, yeah. We'll talk to you guys all day. They are for real. Anything like that. It was just genuinely like, you know, I saw an opportunity to like open up conversation, yeah. open up discussion. Absolutely. Most I, people get offended. I was like, let's bring them on. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I understand. Maya said, Mike always starting stuff. Not always. <laughs> always. <laughs> always. If it ain't Mike, it's cute. Watch your mouth. Wait a minute. You whoa, just got whoa. here 30 minutes ago, Mike. Tell them. <laughs> sir, sir. But listen, I want y'all to real quickly uh, just drop the websites and your social media so people can just know what to do. They, they, they we got you got to because y'all around the corner at Fulton Industrial. Yeah, y'all right the here in Southwest Atlanta. I, I go walk if I want to. Yeah, yeah, over there about. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna say that on the mic. Now we work on that area. That's the old stopping ground. Don't do that. Working on it. Working yeah. on it. Sodom and Gomorrah, as we call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Let them, let them drop their social media and the websites, please. Okay, so you can follow us on social media at majesty underscore Elise, and you can register for free for our platform at evopia.org. All right, that's it. We appreciate it. Anything else? Yeah. No, we just want to say thank you yeah, once again for you. having us on oh. here and... and most definitely. And also, um, <laughs> if anybody is in need of affordable housing or also food, we do food donations, food drives. Right. Um, yeah, go to pushnation.net and out. you can fill out a form for our affordable housing yeah. initiative and um, fill out a form to receive free food. So. Yeah, it's all love. Absolutely. Yeah. Be, be, I'll be reaching out to you soon. This was Black Educated and Evopia right yeah. here on Black Educated and Broke. Yeah. They say beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, and all fine art starts with a vision. Through extensive research and studying, Barbie Dot Me lashes are crafted to enhance your beauty inside and out. Unlike synthetic lashes you can find in stores or online, Barbie Dot Me lashes are made with a soft cotton band, which makes them lightweight, comfortable, and easy to apply. 
Don't let me forget, you can wear these lashes up to 25 times with proper care. Get dolled up and shop at www.barbiedowbeauty.com. And ladies, Barbie is spelled B-A-R-B-E-E. See you later. Some of them men think they freak this like we do, but no, they don't. Make your check come at the neck. Disrespect us, no, they won't. Yo, what's up, people? It's your boy Ali Sadiq from Comedy Central. Man, you know me. I'm black, educated, and broke as hell. I just want y'all to know, hey, man, keep listening to this podcast. Black, educated, and broke. It's your boy Ali Sadiq. Hey, man, get your cash up. Get your education up. And get your goddamn blackness up. Yes, sir. It's your boy Ron bringing you Ron's Rundown. Nothing but that hip-hop fire and straight sports knowledge. Black, educated, and broke is now in the building. You should be, too. Let's go. Alrighty, guys. We are back here on Black, Educated, and Broke. Um, one of the things that we didn't get to pitch was about we had our Ron's Rundown um, coming up. You know, he, he had an interview lined up for us this week, but, you know, I guess he's going to do his breakout interview later on another time. Is that Ron? Okay, is that right, Ron? <laughs> You know, he he be interviewing celebrities and stuff. So we just got to wait for Ron's little celebrity interview another time. But in the meantime, I know he got a rundown for me, don't you, Ron? Yes, indeed. What's happening, kings and queens? Let's get to the money. Forbes report Square's cash app is worth $40 billion. And guess what? Hip-hop got something to do with that. Uh, hip-hop... Oh, they were stealing their body money. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, hip-hop artists, uh, over 200 artists have dropped uh, cash App names in that lyrics. So, you know, when uh, we say something, people go do it. So, Cash App probably need to thank Hip Hop for about 36 billion of that. And uh, we, uh, we're going to take that back and keep it moving. Uh, after killing the summer with his high off life album, Future is riding high in the fashion. Uh, the Atlanta native is now launching his Life is High streetwear brand. So, you know, Q and Mike going to be copping that real soon. A couple of <laughs> Oh, why we get singled out? I, I mean, Future, you know. Future Hendrix, that's y'all boy, ain't it? Well, he so better than anybody. Boy. He better than Logic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree with that. I don't listen to Logic, and, so I don't know what And, and Jordan Lucas. <laughs> and Jordan Lucas. <laughs> Slow your roll. Slow your roll. Anyway. You don't play that. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of rappers. Uh, a couple episodes ago, I told y'all Barney, uh, Bobby Smyrna was reporting uh, maybe on the way of getting paroled. Yeah. That yeah. was not. Damn, he's not getting ball. paroled. And, he uh, got another year. Yeah, he's going to be forced to finish his whole his whole uh, sentence, which, you know, he'll be released in December of next year. So he ain't got that much longer, man. Uh, the OG Snoop Dogg launches his voting initiative uh, with Vote with Snoop registration drive to help get Donald Trump ass out of office. <laughs> That's the only reason he's doing it, to get Donald Trump ass out of office. Let the people say Because his friend being trash, too, but whatever. Anyway, I'll be nice. Introducing <laughs> Coach Prime. Coach NFL Hall of Famer Deion Primetime Sanders, now known as Coach Prime, is the new head coach uh, the HBCU's Jackson State University. The Jackson State, as they would say. Uh huh. Good time. I love Good that. Time. Y'all know he got his degree from Talladega Shaw's College. He just recently got his degree there or whatever. No, no, only knew yeah. it was the Florida State. Hey, Q, did you hear that rumor that uh, 
Terrell Owens. Yeah, it's wrong. Yeah, it's no, wrong. no. Well, only thing that I seen that was debunked on that list was Warren Sapp. I seen his tweet. He said he wasn't going to Mississippi. No. Nah. Yeah, it was supposed to be Warren Sapp and uh, Terrell Owens. Man, that would be one lit coaching staff. What? <laughs> that school would be lit. They, dude, do you understand that they enrollment will go through the roof? Through the roof. Through ain't the roof. got to win that now game. <laughs> no, they still got to they win. Go. Black people ain't having that noise. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, yeah. Deion Sanders becoming the coach, man, that that really changes the game for HBCUs, man. And, with yeah, these young players, definitely. with these young players that have um, opportunity to go to other schools, going to HBCUs, and now you got a Hall of Famer, NFL player, one a household name at that, being a coaching one, that's gonna be a major move, man. That he, oh. he's not the uh, first. I don't know what what number he is in the line, but Doug Williams, who was the first black quarterback in NFL to ever win a Super Bowl, who played for Grambling, was their head coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that uh, last episode. Last right? week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but that's really a major move, man. Also, uh, the OG has a new uh, podcast. It's called 21st and Prime. So when y'all done listening to Black Educated and Broke, Stop through there and see what the OG got to say to y'all, man. Uh, while we talking about Dion, I want to bring up one of my most favorite things about Dion. Y'all get y'all a pen and paper. It's going to be kind of like an inner church scene. Oh, okay, Ron. Okay, Dirty okay, Ron. Okay. It's going to be kind of like a notepad. church scene. Got your notepad. So yeah. this is something that Dion said that stuck with me since I heard it many, many years ago. So Many. I mean, hold on. You left a few minis off. <laughs> so, uh, Deion Sanders told a, a legendary radio host, Ryan Cameron, he said, uh, if you got more than one talent, you should be getting more than one check. Mm. Greatest thing I ever heard. Mm. Stuck with me That's since amazing. day one. That's amazing. Stuck, That's amazing. Stuck with me since day one. So, yeah. uh, glad I could give y'all a little bit of the knowledge right there. That's it. Oh, one liner. Okay. Down. That's it for me in the rundown, man. Hit me up on Twitter at MRFYPM. Talk to me. Let me know what's going on with you. Chat. Hey, man. Hey, hey. Uh, who the Titans got this weekend? Y'all two and no, man. Y'all looking all right. Man, you know, I, I want to. They ain't played nobody. Wow. Disrespectful. It's, it's an y'all, NFL. Y'all looking all right. Y'all I'm just looking saying. All right. Listen, I want to say, Randy, I want to say thank you. You are wrong. Y'all did, y'all did yeah. what I needed y'all to do. Y'all that was that right there do. gave me so much anxiety. Like it was almost like, like it was divine. We were meant to win. That was so crazy. I just, but I, I don't know why you're thinking, y'all. They're not even his division or his conference. I'm just I, I got, I got, I got some paper on the line. Oh, but. okay. Well, you okay, paper. Can I buy some? Okay. Hmm? Tell you what, I might buy some ice cream. I got like ice cream. Cookies and cream, please. All right. Go go Chiefs. Go Cam. Go to break. Go Cowboys. All righty. Anyway, thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys. Well, actually, I am going to go ahead and wrap up the show because you know what? We are pretty much done. It was a pretty much full extended show. Um, we want to thank you again to Majesty and Elise, the Gales, uh, you know, for coming on our show and showing us what Black Excellence looks like. Uh, one of the things we didn't even talk about was their ages. Like, these are millennials. They are between the ages of 27, and I ain't gonna say 30, uh, 26 and 37. I ain't gonna say 37. They're between the ages of 26 and 33. Young like that. So, um, and them starting something so amazing. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Guys, you're gonna hear a lot more of them, and you know, 
we're gonna see what the guy what guy got in store for black educated and broke um i will say um for our next week's show mike i feel like i don't see anything for next week then tell me if i forget we got a, a brand coming in, and hopefully, you know, we ain't done slap it, adapt it in a minute. So there we've we been go. calling a few people, see what they're going to do. And All then, right, of course, Mike. Libra season. Uh, <laughs> we moving into Libra let's, season. Let's, let, 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 we can do Libra season when somebody that's a Libra birthday is a lot closer. So we can still ride Virgo. Um, Brandy, it's wow. not always about you. Your time is up. Wow. Thank you. My time is never up. We, we here. We here up. now, baby. It's we here up. now, baby. You know, it's Maya, cool. You did your thing. Where's my honor? Thank you. So, Maya, how can they we listen to you? We did our thing. It, it never well, Who talks on mute you? <laughs> Maya, how can they listen to our past show? So they can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Altel.com, the podcast app, player.fm, myturner.radio.com, backtracks.fm, and listen notes. We're having technical difficulties on iHeartRadio, and we are no longer on Stitcher. All right. I hope you guys listen to that because we're not going to repeat that every show. Okay. Uh-uh. <laughs> Rewind that. <laughs> That's why you can listen. Okay. And along with go to Apple. Go to Apple. <laughs> In SoundCloud. People like right. you know, we got a blue text group, so we're all Apple. But them greeners, you greeners, listen the other ways. We love and appreciate you. Ron, <laughs> how can they um, follow us on social media? Y'all can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Black Educated and Broke and on Twitter at BEB Podcast underscore ATL. And uh, Q, so like if they want to submit a commercial, they want to submit something else, like what do they got to do to do that? Uh, first thing you should do is hit us up on our email. Cash out. The cash app, you're right. You're right. There you go. That's a real Atlanta cat for you right there. <laughs> uh, you can hit us up on our cash app for show. It's uh, Dallas Sign Dallas Sign the Takeover. Uh, just like your shows right here on our screen. And um, you can email us at blackeducatedandbroke at gmail.com. You can even DM us. We'll catch it and uh, give you our information to even come to blackeducatedandbroke at gmail.com. So that's the best way to hit us up. Mike and Randy are usually all over the emails and we'll get back to you and get it cracking. And uh, with that, we're cracking. what's cracking is our YouTube page. And we want to give a shout out to our producer, Zay from the God Dang On Bay. Uh, yeah. She's on our videos. We don't just have an audio medium. We do videos. We're on YouTube. I need you to subscribe, subscribe. Maya, do it. How you go, Maya? <clears throat> subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yes, just like that, okay? What she said. Back. That's right. Okay, <laughs> these guys. This be your girl, Randy O. Like me. It's Maya. It's your boy Ron. My Titans is two and oh. Oh my God. They trash. Hey, it's time for Q to take, <laughs> to take over. over. All right. <laughs> hey, justice for Breonna Taylor. Fuck Yo. LMPD. That's right. That's and right. We're going to see what we can do about this. Hi, guys. Peace. So I know that there's a lot going on in the world with um, the pandemic and police brutality and a lot of um, negativity, it seems. But I just want to remind everybody that we have power and we have the power collectively to change our situation and to come out on the other side of this, a stronger, more united people. Yeah, yeah. And um, another important thing is that we have faith. And I know people don't like that word, but we gotta have faith in each other 
and we got to have faith in ourselves in order to use that power. And we have it. We've done it before. We've built civilizations. We could do it again. And the church said, Amen. Amen.